Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this week we're talking about something that a client said to me, and I'm paraphrasing, um, but we were in kind of a comparison conversation, and she said, well, it's just about getting passed up or passed by. And I was like, oh my God, I resonate with that so much. This concept of like other people passing you, other handlers passing you, other dogs passing you or your dog. And this this thing that gets stirred up in us when that happens, right? Other people progressing faster or getting to that next milestone before you do. And just that concept of getting passed by, getting passed, passed up, passed by, passed even passed over, maybe all the prepositions. Um, and so I just thought it was an interesting way to talk about comparison because comparison, comparison is going to keep coming up, right? I mean, I am in, you know, doing my goals. Well, I shouldn't say doing, I'm finessing because I already did them in December, but I'm, I'm kind of finessing my goals for 2024. And, you know, the first thing I always do is I always look back, right? Because how do you know where you're going if you don't look back and kind of do an assessment of where you are? And in looking back over my 2023, there was so much that I didn't do, couldn't do. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but the point is, is a lot of goals got left on the table. There were several annual goals that I didn't even touch. Um, and there were some things that happened, you know, some things that came true. It wasn't like it was a, it was a bad year. Like every year it has its ups and its downs and all that good stuff. But there definitely were a, several things that didn't get touched. And then there were things that I just didn't get to or accomplish. And of course, um, one of them is I did not get to the invitational. And if you were following maybe nine months ago or something, I said I had that goal. I was going to try to finish up and get there. And I didn't. And so I spent December, you know, or that, not not the month, but like spent that weekend, like watching everybody at the Invitational and cheering and especially cheering and happy crying for my clients and all that who were there, like accomplishing great things. Um, but I had that moment of like getting past, right? And getting passed up and feeling like, oh my God, I should be there and I can't believe what a loser I am for not being there and for not accomplishing my goals. They were they were super realistic. Um, some things happened that I didn't expect, but that's no excuse, you know, just being really hard on myself. A lot of self-talk issues in that moment. Um, a lot of comparison, a lot of, I'm going to call it self-bashing right? I mean, like, is there a better term? Like, I don't know. And just really being 
jealous and comparative and also motivated. So I think that's the other thing that's really interesting that what comes up in a moment of comparison, you know, some comparison is actually really motivating. So like, you know, when the last finals run was was done and all the winners were awarded and all of that, and the, you know, I flip off the invitational and, you know, um, you know, head to the head to Facebook to see some of the behind the scenes and see some of the winners in obedience and also in, um, you know, breed and other events that were going on that weekend. You know, what I'm left with is motivation. I mean, one of the things I did right away was I picked up my planner and I started really looking at my goals and what I could accomplish and, you know, could, what could I do this year? And, you know, with the new puppy, of course, that's dangerous because puppies have their own I feel like the comparative conversation for puppies should be its own subject Um, only because, you know, every puppy, every young dog like moves forward. It's such a different rate and differences between boys and girls, differences in between households, differences in just life um, and in the dogs themselves that we have no control over. I mean, there's just, but puppies really lure you in or young dogs really lure you into that comparison because, oh my God, someone's already got their CGC on their four month old puppy or what, what it might be. And, you know, you've pinned so many hopes on that brand new shiny pink pod puppy that, um, you know, they're going to be everything. They're going to be the next world team dog or the next Och dog or the next, you know, triple champion dog or whatever it is that you've pinned on them. And they're carrying all of these expectations on their little shoulders. And uh, it's a lot. And so comparison really comes up. And so it's so dangerous. We've talked about it before. It's one of those things that like, I say it to you and you're like, I know, I know, I know. Comparison is a thief of joy. You know, we shouldn't compare. I can't help but compare. I can't. And, and you know, the truth is it's in our nature, but the reason it's in our nature is because of measuring, because of progress, because we want to know how we're doing. And ironically, in this sport, sometimes we lack feedback you know, sometimes we lack having a milestone or a measurement that we can actually see that like, yes, it feels like I'm slogging through molasses in January, but I'm making progress. You know, it is better than it was 90 days ago. It is better than it was a year ago. Um, And a lot of times comparison seems to be the easiest, maybe most accessible measurement tool that we have. And So even though on one hand, we know logically and from, you know, a mindset perspective, like don't do it, don't do it, you know, walk away, don't do the comparison thing. And we know logically that the dogs are different than we're different than the environments are different. The homes are, you know, everything's different. We still are holding up another dog, another team, another situation as the measurement of how we are doing. And I think that's when we recognize that that's what we actually need is feedback, then we can kind of change the conversation, even if that conversation is just ourselves talking to ourselves, okay? So in other words, when you are measuring yourself against another person, what if you realized, oh, I just need feedback as to how I'm doing. I just need feedback for to show me that any progress that I'm making I just need 
maybe a pep talk in the form of feedback of someone to tell me like, keep going, you're doing great, you're just not there yet, right? Go listen back and listen to the power of yet, that podcast. So I think that at the root of a lot of our comparison and a lot of those thoughts of being passed by is that the fact that we are missing feedback. And so we have to, you know, I've talked about it before. It's a surprisingly lonely sport at times because it is up to ourselves to figure out how we're doing. And so often all of those external measurements like cues or, you know, maybe our ring times or our speeds or, you know, our scores or all of these things or another team, another dog, another handler are our only external measurements. And we're using external measurements to measure internal progress. Internal progress being process goals or, you know, you know, every dog is on a different journey. Um, I've told the story before about taking a dog in for their, for their open obedience. And this was a dog that was struggling and she was uh, shutting down when she went in the ring. She was just getting kind of nervous. And so we were working through it. You know, we were really working through it. And because I couldn't, you know, create that environment at home, we were going to, you know, trials and, you know, and failing a lot, right? (laughs) Failing a whole bunch. And so we went to this trial. It was a burner only trial. And um, we got like a 173, four. Wasn't, we didn't break 175, okay? So that would be an embarrassing score. For, for those of you who don't do obedience, a 170, I think, or 171, 170 is passing. All right. But I mean, it's like, it's a D minus, no question, right? It's out of a possible score of 200. And this is a dog who at home, right? We all have those dogs is like perfect. She's like a, she's a 191 at home. You know, she wasn't a 200 dog, but anyway. So we finished the run. She gets, let's call it a 173. And in the presentation of awards, she actually was the owner burner who qualified. And I was thrilled because she was working through her journey, right? I knew what we were up against. I knew what our journey was. I knew how kind of brave she had to be. I knew what she had to overcome to walk in the ring, do an outdoor trial on grass and be able to get her 193. And the judge, who was a burner person as well, said, oh, and this is our winner. We won't, we won't talk about the score. I mean, is that necessary? Um, no. Uh, and I know some of you have heard me tell this story before, but it brings up a great point in that if I were comparing her to heck, even a reasonable obedience score, let alone other people or even that judge's dogs, right? She had very successful Bernie's Mountain Dog in obedience. And if I were comparing to that, I would feel as terrible as she was trying to make me feel, apparently. Um, But instead, I was thrilled. And because she was the only dog that cued in obedience all day in all the classes, she ended up being high in trial, right? I mean, this was like this is a de facto thing. Don't, you know, again, C-173. We did not earn a high in trial score. And I was so proud of that ribbon. And I was so proud of that ribbon, not because, oh my God, I have a high in trial ribbon, or I can post on Facebook that it was a high in trial. Maybe no one will know the score. No, I was proud because of what she overcame and what we overcame and what we were doing together on our journey. Okay. That's what mattered. So in that moment, what mattered is, or was, It was how I was measuring. What were our process goals? What were those internal 
goals measurements that we were using to measure our success versus those external expectations or external measurements of what would have been a high in trial score or what would have been even a good score, a B plus, a C minus, right? So again, that's just an example to put a, a point on. It's really easy when you listen to that story to see all the obvious things. But when we're in our own story, we're not so great about being so obvious, <laughs> right? Which of course is why you do coaching, which is why you know you, we do some of that stuff because we talk it through. We have somebody to work through accountability with. We have somebody who can, we can bounce off like how we're actually doing with, tell our stories, someone who gets it, et cetera. So that is what is helpful about coaching in this sport that can sometimes be really lonely when we are really wanting feedback. So again, when we are going after comparison and we are getting jealous and yes, some of it we can very see is motivating because sometimes jealousy tells us what we want right? Jealousy can be really clarifying. You know, if all of a sudden you're jealous about something that someone else has achieved, is it because you want that too? If it is, can you work toward that? Like what is your jealousy telling you about what it is that you want and what you want to be working on, right? So I don't know. Comparison is is terrible in that how it makes us feel, but when used correctly, it can be really helpful and it can illuminate the fact that maybe what we need is some feedback or maybe a different plan. So let's unpack that some more in just a second. This is a shameless plug for my Dogged Planner. I created a planner, workbook, and journal designed just for handlers with big goals. It's been years in the making and it is finally available and I'm super proud of it. The link to learn more is in the show notes, but quickly, the Dogged Planner has goal setting pages, title tracking, a place to record health information, in-season date capture, notes pages, and monthly and weekly calendars. The workbook is everything except the calendar. And the journal is blank for seminar notes, rehab plans, training notes, agility stickers, or whatever else you may need. All are available on Amazon and are made to order. So if you're serious about slaying your goals this year, then you need the Dogged Planners. Okay, we're back. So unpacking the comparison thing. All right, so comparison usually comes up when I'm talking to clients. They'll be like, I know I shouldn't compare, but so-and-so or so-and-so's dog, you know, just did this. That dog is two months younger than my dog or you know, there are dogs that were, you know, three months old, Mach 3, you know, some something crazy like that. And I know I shouldn't compare, but I can't help it. Why aren't we there yet? Why are we struggling? What is it that's in our way? Okay. So when you have that thought, okay, and at a trial or at an event like the Invitational or, you know, a big national event or something like that where you're seeing different people or maybe you're seeing people you really admire and you're getting to watch those people or something, then when you start to feel that, don't like get mad at yourself, (laughs) right? Because sometimes people who listen to me are like, I know, I know not to do that. So I tell myself, don't do that. Okay. But what did we all learn about that? We have to replace those thoughts. So, because we can't really go from jealousy to 
my life is perfect in like one fail, you know, one quick thought switcheroo. Um, what I'd rather you do is be like, interesting, I'm jealous. Interesting, I'm comparing. Why? Why am I doing that? What is it about that handler, that dog, that team that I want? Or what is it about that that is frustrating me? What is it that is bringing up for myself? Okay. Uh, sometimes it could be the fact that your dog is not as far along as that dog, right? This is when I'm going back to puppies. It handles happens a lot when we see litter mates out there in the wild or hear about them or what have you. You know, that comes up really quickly for us. My dog is not there yet. So it's interesting because what we need to do then in that case, we need to stop and say like, yeah, different dog. And of course, your logical mind is like, yeah, I know, but, you know, it always seems to be followed by a but, doesn't it? Um, so when we want to do that, we just have to remind ourselves that, you know what, I'm on my own journey. Clearly what I'm missing is some feedback that I'm making progress, right? Because isn't that what you want? You want feedback that like you're on your own path. We've all seen plenty of dogs that like struggle in the beginning, struggle to pick something up, but like once they get it, they kind of leapfrog. They're like, oh, and they make big strides, right? We know that success, growth, it's not some pretty little straight line. It is a mess. It is a roller coaster of up, down, three steps back, one step forward, six steps sideways. And before, before we get to where we're going, okay? So, when we see that comparison in the form of that dog is better, faster, whatever than mine, mine's younger, same, whatever related, you know, and it's farther ahead than it's passing me by, right? I'm getting passed by that dog. Um, that's a time to say like, okay, what is it about that that is triggering me? What is it that is not really true? Um, what is it that cannot be seen, you know, can't, sometimes I call it the invisible work, you know, like all this stuff that we do with our mindset, it's invisible. People aren't seeing how hard you're working on your mindset right now. Um, Just like people aren't seeing all the hours that you're putting in, you know, with your dog in the background or what struggles you're going through. And so, you know, if that is the case, you know, remind yourself that you're making progress. And if you realize that you are using it to motivate yourself to work harder, then great, use it that way. But don't just accept a situation and say like, oh, that dog is doing so much better than mine. My dog isn't obviously as good, or I'm not as good a trainer, or I'll never get there. All right. That is fixed mindset stuff. And quite frankly, a cop out. Okay. Because you can get there. You will get there. Barring any physical catastrophe, knock on wood, you will work toward that and you will be able to get there. It's just a matter of yet. And it's a matter of using it to motivate you and or using it to realize that what you need is some feedback. So you might go to your instructors, you might go to a coach, you might go to, you know, video, um, one way to measure, you know, I'm big on measuring in larger chunks, meaning go back further in time. You can't really measure like weekend to weekend. You really need to go back and say like, well, where were we three months ago? Where were we six months ago? Have we really made progress this year? And oh, usually the answer is yes. But if not, why not? 
You know, is it a lack of training? Was maybe there was an injury there? Maybe you got injured. Maybe you took the summer off because it was a you have big Bernie's mountain dogs and it's a thousand degrees and you can't really do much in the summer. You know, I mean, there's a, there's other factors that you have to take in consideration when you give yourself an honest assessment of where you are, because again, so often in those comparison moments, we're not being that honest. We're being hyperbolic. We're being, you know, we're exaggerating. We're being dramatic, you know, because all of those things are emotional. And in that moment, what we are feeling is very emotional, not so much logical necessarily, but very emotional about being past that someone else is passing us, that someone else is doing better than we are for the moment. And that's all it is, is the moment. So, There are lots of things that we can do as we're talking through this. I want you to make sure you're collecting the list, right? Let comparison just be a signal to you, uh, like almost like a handling cue would be, right? You see a certain challenge on a course or in the ring or, you know, uh, whatever your sport is, you see a certain challenge and you think, okay, this is a cue, I need to handle it this way. Well, just like when the comparison comes up for you, take it as a challenge and think that like, okay, whenever I'm in a mode of comparison, what is it that I really am feeling, need to do, need to unpack, need to take next steps? I will tell you for me personally, when comparison comes up for me, sometimes I feel guilty. I feel like a shame or shame. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Brene Brown would call it. She's the shame master, but I I do because I feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I feel bad. I should work harder. I should go train my dogs. But it's not from a point of want. Sometimes it's a point from should, which means it's coming from a point of guilt and shame, not necessarily desire. If comparison is motivating you, like, you know, watching the invitational or watching some really great handler and being like, oh my God, look at how wonderful she handles, right? Like every time I watch Petra Ford in the obedience ring, I think I'm going to go home and I'm going to work my butt off on obedience because watching her is like, it's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful. It's elegant. It's, it's gorgeous. It's like, I don't even know what. And so that's motivating. Those are the emotions that I feel. That's great. That makes you go want to go home and put together a training plan and get out there and grab those cheese sticks and figure it out. That's fantastic. But if it makes you feel like guilt and shame in the sh- you get a case of the shoulds, then you got to ask yourself, well, why? Like what is behind that? All right. So basically, I'm giving you all of these ways that comparison is tricking you and it's actually masking other things underneath. It's masking either that you f- feel bad that you're not training enough or you are training a lot and you're frustrated that you're not making progress, right? Same sides of that co- or two sides of that same coin. Um, it could be showing you of something that you really want because you're jealous of it, but you're jealous in like the sort of awe kind of way of like, yes, I want that. And it could be just completely showing you and clarifying for you what you do and don't want for yourself and for your dog. All right. So comparison is less about envy and kind of all that, you know, green eyed monster stuff. And to me, it's more telling about the things that we want and the things that we want to spend time on and we want to work toward. So when we let it do that for us, 
comparison can actually work for us. And then instead of feeling like we're getting passed by, we get to that point that we're in this race. We're like, no, no, I'm just waiting to make my move, right? I'm not getting passed or maybe I'm getting passed for a second, but I'm just waiting to make my move because my dog and I are on this very different journey. And the only thing that counts is the finish line. And in dog sports, I mean, is there really even a finish line? You know, we have all of these goals that we're going for ourselves, hopefully these nice, long, healthy lives with our dogs and being able to do a lot of different things with them for hopefully many, many years. So look at that long game. You're not, are you, are you, is your game a three month game or is it, you know, a nine year game game? All right. Really that perspective. And remember, always measure in longer, bigger chunks when you look backwards more than just a week. Okay. All right. So I've thrown a lot, a lot. I felt like a re- even as I was saying it, I was like, mm, this feels like a really long list of things to do. Um, but it's not so much, it's not that you have to do them all. It's just that I feel like when comparison comes up for you, then these are all the places to look right? These are all the places to go to and to evaluate when it's, it comes up. Because again, it's just a clue or a cue, depending on how you think about it, for you to look further deeper and ask yourself more questions. Because in the end, what are you going to do about it? What is comparison telling you? What are you going to do about it? And being frustrated is only good for like about five minutes. And then after that, it becomes great. Now what's the action you're going to take? Okay. So when comparison comes up for you, and it may, maybe it'll come up for you this weekend. um, I want you to stop and think, okay, what is comparison telling me? Do I need more feedback? Do I need um, something different? Like what is it that, that this is telling me? Okay. And then go from there. Okay. All right. I hope that helps a lot. And no matter what you're doing this weekend, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.